This is Main Event Radio. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for one player. It is your main event of the evening. I'm back, baby. Oh, it's great to be back. This is Main Event Radio, maineventradio.com. I am your host, Ryan Ryder, finally back on the airwaves. Oh, man, it's good to be back. Uh, This has been the longest time that I've been off the air, off the radio podcasting world. I've been involved in this scene since I was 13, 14 years old. So COVID sort of put the focus in other areas, but I'm back. You know, you can't keep me away long. We are on CJLO 1690 AM. Yeah, it's been a a few years. I know we've all all been through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's certainly good to be back. Uh, Twitter, at Main Event Radio. You can email me, maineventradio at gmail.com. So at the beginning of 2020, much like everybody else, uh, the studio that we were broadcasting from in the wonderful city of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, CJLO had shut down for, for quite a while, March 2020, uh, world pandemic, craziness going on. Unfortunately, the studio we were broadcasting from did close for, for quite a long time. Long story short, priorities sort of shifted elsewhere at the beginning of the pandemic, and my focus uh, shifted away from radio and even away from wrestling a little bit. Focus on my health, focus on my family. And much like many others, um, I sort of got overwhelmed by everything that was going on and now we're here in 2023. My God, at the time just, just flew by. But we did have a, a few episodes in 2020. Uh, we had a special episode, a retrospective. It was about five, I think it was five, a five-hour episode in uh, in 2021, uh, looking back at the history of our show, the 19-year history at the time, 18 years. We've been on the air since 2004. So we were on the air from 2004 to 2021. Uh, took a little break, but now we're back. And we're going to build on that history. You're going to be hearing some familiar voices, and you're going to be hearing some new voices too. I'll be introducing a new co-host in the coming weeks, and you should expect us back on a regular basis, a weekly basis, to look at all the latest and greatest in professional wrestling, in WWE, AEW, Impact, discussions, news, and the interviews, which I know you certainly love. we got a lot of great interviews coming up as well. So I'm really glad to be back. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or any podcasting app. We're also part of the iHeartRadio podcasting network. You're going to be hearing from me and from the team a lot in the coming months. And coming up on today's program, we're going to be joined by the legendary tag team, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. 
Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I know we've all been through a lot. Like I said, uh, COVID, I'm glad to, to finally see us moving past the, uh, the pandemic era. What a crazy time we've had. And uh, I, I was critical of Ron DeSantis that he made WWE an essential service back in uh, the early days of the pandemic. And you know what? In the end, it was actually the right decision because all the other entertainment was closed. The movie industry was shut down. The television industry was not filming. Uh, everything, you couldn't do much. And WWE still continued to entertain us. They had the Thunderdome. They had uh, shows broadcasting Raw every week, SmackDown every week. Impact was still doing their thing. AEW was doing their thing. And it was it was good. We were still able to take a little bit out of the, the everyday stress of what was going on in, in, in COVID and the lockdowns and all that uh, hullabaloo to be able to turn on the TV and see a, a live new program uh, of wrestling and still enjoy the storylines. There was still a great WrestleManias, still some great Royal Rumbles. I'm talking about the early days of the pandemic. And and uh, yeah, now finally, I, I hated not being able to go to live wrestling events, not being able to go to live music events, not being able to go to the movie theater, to restaurants. It was, oh my God, who would have thought that the world uh, would have, what would have happened had happened. It's it's really, it's it's un- unbelievable. And now to look back in three years to have just flown by like like they have, it's really, really crazy. But uh, the wrestling world persevered. At one point, I was really worried because live re- a lot of independent uh, promotions were struggling, much like other businesses, other industries. Wrestling, though, was really the last thing to be allowed here in Quebec. Wrestling was banned for, for certainly over two years. We were, in end of 2021, we were still in a lockdown here in the, in the province of Quebec. We had a curfew even. So the wrestling scene here in, in, in Quebec and in Canada, and I'm sure across the United States as well, it was very hard hit, but it, it seems like there's a resurgence of a lot of things now. People want to go out to shows. People want to be entertained. People want to watch it. Wrestling is, is, is getting hot again. And the local scene here in Montreal is doing well. The independent scene across North America is having a resurgence. And I'm really glad to see that. And I, I believe right now is a great time for Main Event Radio to return to the airwaves. Like I alluded to, I've been on, I've been involved in, in uh, media, journalism, wrestling, radio, and wrestling radio together and podcasting for, for 20 years, over 20 years, actually. So for me to have mostly taken a break for, for most of the pandemic has, uh, has really been a, uh, a breath of fresh air, I guess. And now I could come back with a, a new outlook and I'm glad to, uh, to be back to, uh, really what my baby is main event radio, the show that I started back in 2004 and that uh, led to hundreds of, of classic interviews and so many great moments. And I've had many loyal listeners over the years. And I really appreciate those that have that have listened from the beginning. Maybe some who have come and gone. And maybe somebody's listening in for the for the very first time, whether you're listening on your computer, whether you're listening on a mobile device, on a podcasting platform, whatever way you're listening, I just appreciate that you are. And I I, I thank anyone who would spread the word because we're going to be having some really good things coming up in the uh, the coming months. So there's that. COVID, it is what it is. Uh, other things that have happened in the last uh, three years on my part, I uh, I got married. I married the uh, the love of my life, Ashley. Shout out to her. She's uh, she's helped us out on the show over the years. You may have heard her uh, if you're a longtime listener. And uh, we got married in the in the height of the pandemic, prior to the vaccines, when everybody was uh, was still crazy about it. And, we had the masks at the wedding. Uh, me and her didn't wear a mask though during the wedding, but all our guests did, and we were limited to uh, to twenty five guests. But we wanted to move on with our lives, and we got married. So uh, that's certainly happy to uh, 
to announce that. And also I became a city councillor in, uh, in Montreal. So that's pretty much what I was uh, busy with COVID, then uh, getting married and then running an election uh, for a city council in the suburb of Dollar Desermo, which is part of Montreal. And yeah, I've been working as a uh, city councillor in, uh, in Montreal. So that's pretty much what I've uh, been up to, the short version of a long story of three years, which I'm sure everybody, like I said, has been through a lot. Uh, my health as well. I really had to take a step back and uh, take care of it, much like many of you, I'm sure. And now it's good to uh, to be back here on the uh, on the airwaves. I love uh, interacting with people. So really, if you have any comments, tweet me at Main Event Radio. So much has happened uh, in the last few years, and uh, for the, right now, coming up in the coming weeks, we got the Elimination Chamber. It's sort of like a, it's like a Canadian WrestleMania, like a mini WrestleMania. Actually, I did go to WrestleMania last year in Dallas, Texas. I had a great time there. I got to cover uh, WrestleMania 38 and was at the WrestleCon. I was at Hall of Fame for the Undertaker's induction speech. Oh, what a, what a tremendous speech I was on the Steiner brothers. Uh, yeah, I love, uh, g- great to see Scotty Steiner and uh, Rick Steiner get inducted in the whole the whole class of, of 2022. Yeah, it was a really good time going to uh, Dallas, Texas last year for WrestleMania 38. Now we got WrestleMania 39 on the horizon in Hollywood, Los Angeles. And before that, coming up next week here at the Bell Center in Montreal, we've got like a mini WrestleMania, like a, a Canada WrestleMania. Like almost, The card is, in my opinion, amazing. It could be a, almost a WrestleMania card. On Thursday night, uh February the 16th, The Undertaker is going to be doing a show at the Olympia Theater. It's at 9 p.m. It's called The Undertaker One Dead Man Show. The show will feature the phenom in an intimate setting, sharing never-before-heard stories from his iconic career and taking questions from members of the audience. So it seems like The Undertaker is probably going to be talking about his uh, moments of his career and taking questions from the audience. So that's Thursday, February 16th. The next night on the 17th, WWE SmackDown is going to be broadcasting live from the Bell Center, and then Saturday night, premium live event, the Elimination Chamber. We've got Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. We've got Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And we have Trish and Lita making a return. Trish Stratus and Lita teaming together to face off against Bailey's team. So th- this is almost like a, like a WrestleMania or a mini WrestleMania, pre-WrestleMania show at Elimination Chamber, oh, Sami Zayn, uh, the Bloodline storyline, its it's really been amazing. Uh, it's I can't recall the last time I saw WWE build up a, a storyline like this one. for It's been going on about nine months with Sami Zayn and the Usos and uh, and Roman Reigns as the champion for, for two years now. Reigns has, has reigned, pun intended, as WWE and Universal Champion, and it's, it's sort of built up. Uh, I've I've seen Sammy since uh, since his early days of his career. Both Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, two hometown boys from Quebec, from Montreal. They they started they they first made a name for themselves in the IWS, and then from there they moved on to to top independents in in the United States, such as PWG and the like. And from there, Ring of Honor, NXT, and then the main roster of WWE. And these guys have been uh, frenemies for the majority of their career. Two of them teaming and feuding for. I would say uh, definitely 20 years now, <laughs> about the same amount of time that I've been uh, covering the industry. And I, I'm glad I got to see Kevin Owens uh, from the time that that he first started out training under uh, Jacques Rougeau and uh, Sami Zayn and him uh, getting getting their names known uh, all over 
and now being two of the top stars in the wrestling industry. So Sammy and, and Roman uh, teaming together in the bloodline and Sammy sort of being the outlier of the bloodline. And you can't mention the bloodline without uh, acknowledging uh, the manager as well, Paul Heyman, who's, who's been absolutely tremendous. He was always great when he was with Brock Lesnar, but it, that's, that's certainly continuing in his allegiance with Roman Reigns and the, the bloodline and Sammy turning on Roman at the Royal Rumble. What a moment. The bloodline had Kevin Owens uh, handcuffed to the ring rope and they were they were hitting him with a chair and and Roman's like, Sammy, take the chair and hit Kevin. And of course, Sammy couldn't do it. He could not do it. He took the chair and instead he hit the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, which is setting up Sammy versus Roman at the Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Montreal, Bell Center, Saturday, February the 17th. This Booker T, five-time WCW champion, you're listening to Main Event Radio. Now, can you dig it, sucker? MainEventRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan Ryder. Listen to us on any podcasting app. CJLO, 1690 AM. So good to be back. Of course, we all know now that Cody Rhodes is the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble winner. The Women's Royal Rumble was won by Rhea Ripley. I think, personally, I think it was a mistake that Cody Rhodes won the Men's Royal Rumble. I think it should have been Sammy. If it was up to me, I would have had Sammy win the Rumble. Roman Reigns would be like, thank you for winning the Rumble. Now I don't have to defend my championship at WrestleMania. You're showing your, your... your loyalty to the bloodline. You won the rumble so that I don't have to defend the title at WrestleMania. And then Sammy in Montreal, SmackDown or Eliminated Chamber should have been like, you know what, Roman, I changed my mind. I challenge you for WrestleMania. Yeah, it's great. Cody Rhodes, he made his comeback last year at WrestleMania 38, which I attended in Dallas. And it was a huge pop. He had the one of the matches of the year for, for 2022 against uh, Seth Rollins, a hell in a cell. He, he, he wrestled that match with a torn bicep. His, his chest was all bruised up. And he, he, he toughed it out. 45-minute hell in a cell matchup. Great, great match. And yeah, I could see Cody as potentially a future world champion. But it just, it doesn't feel like the time is right. You got to strike while the iron is hot. And the iron is hot right now. For Sami Zayn, he's going to get a huge pop at uh, at SmackDown and at the Elimination Chamber. And I think it, I would much rather see Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and Sami Zayn as the man to dethrone Roman Reigns as champion. Sami should be the next champion, whether that's at Elimination Chamber, which is unlikely, unfortunately, or at WrestleMania, if they start, somehow turn into a triple threat, Reigns, Zayn, and Rhodes. Do it. Do it, WWE. Strike while the iron's hot, the perennial underdog. And I can't believe it, but he may just be your next WWE champion, Sami Zayn. Speaking of Paul Heyman, there was a great segment with uh, Heyman and Rhodes at uh, Raw this past week. And uh, let, let, let's, let's, monkeys... Play a little clip of uh, what went down with uh, with Heyman and Rhodes. 
Prior to this promo, uh, I did feel like Rhodes and Reigns, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, didn't really have too much of a of a connection with each other. Didn't really have much of a, a history, and it, it made a lot more sense to have Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns headline. But Paul Heyman is is working hard to to build a story between Rhodes and Reigns. And to me, every time Cody Rhodes has a promo, he mentions my father. Dusty Rhodes, my father, did not become WWE champion. My brother, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, did not become WWE champion. So I want to honor the family legacy and be WWE champion. Okay, so your father your father didn't become champion. Why do you have to mention Dusty every freaking promo? My God, my father, Dusty Rhodes, my father, Dusty Rhodes. It doesn't mean you have to be champion. Although, like I said, Cody's made a name for himself. The American Nightmare had a great run in all elite wrestling. AEW and now he's back in WWE but it, it just feels like it's it's like it was like predictable he's he's the chosen he's gonna win the rumble he's gonna win Wrestlemania yeah 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 honor the family legacy okay Sami Zayn is 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 the is the story that's hot right now that's the, that's what people are talking about that's where they're talking about in the mainstream that's what people are talking about at the water coolers at work or nowadays <laughs> remote work I guess you're talking about it on uh on Zoom or on Teams. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The, the, the guy that's hot right now is Sami Zayn. And I'm telling you, though, to be uh, either g- give it to him at the Elimination Chamber, which is unlikely, or make it happen. Triple threat, WrestleMania. Sami Zayn, give him the championship. I do respect Cody Rhodes. I think he's he's evolved a lot as a performer in the ring, on the mic. He's very good. But I don't yet think it is time for him to win the big one, to win the WWE championship just yet but this bloodline storyline with roman reigns and Sami Zayn and, and kevin owens involved and the usos and paul Heyman, great great stuff i know some people had had even alluded to to it being an emmy worthy performance i don't know if i'll go, yeah you know what it's it, 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 it's a television show it's a it should be an emmy it should be eligible for an emmy you know what it, the, the acting has been great and it's been just so enjoyable to watch this uh this unfold from from Sami Zayn uh, going last year uh, in a uh, in a in a match with uh, Jackass is Johnny Knoxville with the with the fake mousetrap and everything to now uh, being in a in a main event marquee matchup with uh, with Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championships truly a uh, uh, unbelievable never say never in the wrestling business but it's just such an exciting time to be a, a fan from Montreal and, and somebody who's a who's a huge fan of both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and for Owens as well the the match that he got to have last year at WrestleMania against Stone Cold Steve Austin who hadn't wrestled in so many years for him to come back and to have that little brawl that he had with with Kevin Owens and wow amazing amazing that these two hometown boys Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn what what they've been able to do my name is Ryan Ryder you're listening to main event radio on maineventradio.com all podcasting apps at main event radio on Twitter it's so good to be back here as you can hear in the excitement in my voice I've I've always loved doing this show for for over 18 years now and uh, we took a little break with uh, with COVID with the pandemic and now we're we're back and I hope we're uh, I don't I don't want to say better than ever but at least as as good as we we ever were and hopefully the best is is yet to come and talking about the latest going ons in wrestling in professional wrestling in the world of professional wrestling uh, another uh, exciting thing going on is uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's been face in recent times, a cowboy gimmick. Cow- I, I call him Cowboy Brock Lesnar as uh, he's feuding with Bobby Lashley. 
It's going to be their rubber match, their third match at the Elimination Chamber, and I'm looking forward to seeing Lesnar and Lashley uh, mono and mono one-on-one at uh, the Bell Center, which is uh, the first time I'm going to see them facing each other in uh, live in person. This is almost a WrestleMania match right there, the two of them. Um, it, it's a WrestleMania caliber match, that's for sure. I love both these guys. Lashley had uh, spoken to us a few years ago about how this was the match that he really wanted. He wanted to face Brock Lesnar and have a prolonged feud, and it seems like it's come, been coming into fruition. And he he says that, uh, yeah, this has really been Lashley's wish to happen, dream match for, for many, many years, and it seems like this is going to be the one that defines this feud. MVP, uh, what a great mouthpiece he's been for uh, for Bobby Lashley and for uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander as well. They, they they cut that faction short too quickly, and I'm 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 glad to see that it seems like they're they're going to be getting back together, the four of them, because th- there was some magic there, and it was cut short too soon. And I'm I'm certainly glad that uh, Lashley, Benjamin, Alexander. Cedric Alexander, I'm talking about, are, are going to go back with MVP. And what about managers as a whole? Managers returning. I've been asking for this for probably 20 years. I've been saying, bring back managers. Back in the day, you had Bobby the Brain Heenan and Classy Freddie Blassie and the Grand Wizard and all the great managers. And then the sort, it sort of uh, fell out of, of favor a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't very popular, at least in WWE. There wasn't very many managers. And AEW... I got to give them credit. They really brought back the uh, the art of the manager with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, Arn Anderson, uh, Matt Hardy, many, many, many managers in AEW. And then WWE, Paul Heyman. I, I got to say, Heyman is the, the greatest manager of, uh, of this generation. And that's led to, to there being many other managers now too. Robbie E is a manager. Uh, LA Knight was actually a manager for a little bit as Max Dupree, but now he's in a, a feud with, with Bray Wyatt as a, uh, as a wrestler. MVP, lots of managers. JBL was, was managing uh, Baron Corbin for a little bit, but uh, this past week on Raw, it seems like that uh, pairing is no longer going to be uh, together. But I'm telling you, sometimes a performer needs a manager, a mouthpiece, to just give them that extra... The extra little spark. And we see that now with Paul Heyman, with Roman Reigns, MVP with Lashley, etc., etc., etc. Managers back. Good thing. Two WWE championships together, WWE world title or the universal title and the WWE championship merging together. Also a very good thing. I think it should stay that way permanently. Although I, I do get the feeling that they're looking to once again, split the two championships uh, being brand specific, uh, Raw and SmackDown. But I, I really think that at this point in time, the brand split needs to be a thing of the past. You got to put Raw and SmackDown together. One WWE World Heavyweight Male Champion, one WWE Women's Champion, and one set of tag team titles. Because these two sets of champion, he's a champion, she's a champion, everyone's a champion. It's, it's enough of that. We got to define who the champions are, build that up, and make that happen. And Roman Reigns now being the champion for two years, it's it's really making him a, a top star in the industry. We know who the champion is, and that's the way it should be. Not two tag team champions, two women's champions, two uh, two men's champions. It's it's too much. And then once again, also building up the Intercontinental and U.S. Championships. Current Intercontinental Champion Gunther, what a performance he had in the Royal Rumble. Breaking the record for longest time ever in the Rumble. He came out right at the beginning and then lasted all the way till the end. Almost almost took the full win, but uh, was eventually eliminated, as I mentioned, by Cody Rhodes. Gunther is a star in the making. 
I could see him winning a Royal Rumble in the in the coming years, and I'd love to see Gunther feud with Brock Lesnar. That would be good. Uh, some people have asked for it for for WrestleMania at this point in time. It's looking like it's going to be a triple threat: Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. But I'm certainly willing to bet that we will see Gunther and Brock Lesnar at some point down the line. One of the things for WrestleMania that people were looking forward to was the heavily uh, rumored Rock versus Roman Reigns. Uh, the Rock, unfortunately, was not able to get ready in time to perform at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. There was some talk of him possibly being in the Royal Rumble, maybe even winning the Royal Rumble. But as we saw, The Rock did not appear at the Rumble and at this point will not be wrestling at WrestleMania 39. But there is a possibility that The Rock may still wrestle at WrestleMania 40 next year. So who knows? Personally, what I would like to see is Reigns drop the title to Sami Zayn. Zayn have a run of maybe one, two, three months. Then Roman Reigns to come back, win back that championship, hold it through to WrestleMania 40, face Dwayne The Rock Johnson at WrestleMania 40 next year, beat The Rock in what may be The Rock's final match, and then continue on as champion. I don't know who will eventually uh, officially dethrone Roman Reigns, but he's been a a, a great champion. And, uh, I, of course, I, I, I've, I've criticized him a little bit in the past. Yeah, he was, he was given the silver spoon or the gold spoon from NXT uh, one or two years into his career, put, on, put into the shield, and then uh, pushed as a top star from the beginning. But he's got the look. He looks like a movie star. He's... What he is, what he does do in the ring, he's become a master at it. And the the extra cream on the, cream on the top, the extra icing on the cake, if you may say, is uh, Paul Heyman with him. It's really giving him the extra the extra spark in this bloodline story. This is going to be the storyline that that people the people the kids today are watching. Uh, this is going to be the story they remember. Like for me, I look back and I think about uh, the evolution. And Triple H uh, and Batista, when Batista turned on Triple H and when Randy Orton turned on Triple H, like that was like a, a storyline I look back and remember or the, the corporation and the ministry. That's what I look back on for my uh, my teenage years, I would say. And the the, the kids today are going to remember the, the Bloodline storyline and, and Sammy turning on, uh, on Roman Reigns. I wanted to mention a few wrestlers that passed away since the last time I was on the air. Uh, one of the names, uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. I'm I'm glad to see that he turned things around. That the last few years of his life, he was able to enjoy. He had demons throughout his life, throughout his career, and I'm glad he was able to turn things around. Th- thanks to the help of Diamond Dallas Page, he got clean. He went to rehab, turned his life around. However, he sadly passed away on March 14th, 2022. Let's go back and hear a clip of Scott Hall in 2014 when he was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. If you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico. I learned that when I stepped through that curtain, that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. 
And that was something that I've always treasured. So, thank you. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Rest in peace, Scott Hall, who passed away last year. Uh, some other names I wanted to mention. Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, passing away at 71 years old. Uh, Daphne, uh, sadly, uh, taking her life at, uh, at 46. Someone who, the woman's revolution that's happened in the last few years, she was really a precursor to that. It's very sad to hear of, of her passing. Uh, WCW, Impact. So many great memories of the uh, former WCW Cruiserweight champion passing away at 46. Blackjack Lanza, longtime official in WWE and uh, back in the day tag team champion, 86 years old, passed away. He was inducted in the 2006 class of the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Rave, 39 years old, uh, passing away due to uh, complications from an MRSA infection that uh, caused him to have both of his legs amputated. Uh, New Jack passing at 58 years old. Bobby Eaton, 62. Uh, wrestling uh, legend Antonio Inoki, one of the guys who was the forebearers of professional wrestling uh, in Japan and the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He passed at the age of 79 in October of uh, 2022. Gene LaBelle, 89-year-old former wrestler and martial artist, uh, passed away uh, August 9th of 2022. He was an active uh, in-ring competitor in the NWA and other Promotions from 1955 to 1981. And also a referees, uh, Mickey Henson and uh, Dave Hebner wanted to mention uh, their passings as well. So my thoughts and prayers go out to those who we've lost, uh, those that I've mentioned and maybe some that I've not. Thanks for the memories. And may your souls all rest in heaven. This is Main Event Radio. Ryan Ryder here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Main Event Radio. Email Main Event Radio at gmail.com. On the impact side of things, uh, talking about Montreal guys, uh, we got Mike Bailey, probably the uh, top new star in impact in 2022. Had a nice run with the X Division Championship, and I could even see him being a future. Uh, Impact champion, PCO, Pierre Carolette, the former Quebecer. What a career 
resurgence he's had in recent years, starting off with that uh, match that he had about, uh, I think, five years ago already with Walter at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and then that led to him getting a run in Ring of Honor, where he was Ring of Honor champion. And now he's been an impact for the past year or so, having a great uh, run with the Honor No More faction. And then now uh, seemingly as a independent uh, wrestler and having some great matches against uh, guys like uh, uh, Jonah, now also known as Bronson Reed, and uh, also um, feuding with Eddie Edwards. So PCO having some of the best runs of his career and Mike Bailey after being banned from competing in the United States for five years uh, due to uh, issues at the border, now officially getting a work visa, a contract with Impact Wrestling, and being a, a great X Division champion, which he lost to the returning Kazarian. Kazarian also uh, recently re-signing with, uh, with Impact, going from AEW to Impact. Uh, so we got Mike, well, from Montreal, Mike Bailey and PCO, but Frank Kazarian's back. That's a whole other story. <laughs> I got sidetracked here. I, I'm a little rusty. Come on. I haven't been on the air for a couple of years. Um, but uh, PCO and Mike Bailey, two Montreal boys, doing uh, making us proud and impact. And uh, I, I got a little sidetracked. But yes, Kazarian, not, not Canadian. He is married to a Canadian. He's married to Tracy Brooks from Toronto. But uh, I'm glad to see Kazarian back officially in impact, signing a contract come back home as he being one of the guys that uh, a TNA original with TNA now known as impact formerly TNA. He was one of the, the forebears of the X division. And now he's, he's back there too. And an actual a Canadian, we have a Canadian world champion in impact. Josh Alexander uh, is, has been the impact champion now for, for quite a long time since April of last year, when he defeated Moose defending the championship against uh, Eric Young at Slammiversary and then more, most recently beating Bully Ray at Hard to Kill in January. And now this upcoming April, he's going to be uh, defending the championship in Toronto as their next pay-per-view will be happening in his home city, hometown of Toronto. Mickey James has been, ha- has been part of a top storyline. Uh, the last rodeo where she was facing nearly every woman in the entire knockouts division in, in Impact Wrestling. And her story was that if she were to lose she would retire from professional wrestling and that built up with uh, with wins over all the top women in the in the company from Diona Perosa all the way to the knockouts champion at the time Jordan Grace which headlined hard to kill and in the end it looked like Mickey might have been retiring but she pulled through the win and the new knockouts champion Mickey James is staying no, their last rodeo has ended with her as champion so I'm glad to see Mickey James as the as the champion, and I actually think she might be the the top champion of of Impact Wrestling. I love Josh Alexander; he's been having a great run. You know what? We've got two great champions in Impact: Josh Alexander and and Mickey James. And there's a new director of authority, commissioner type role. They've always called their uh, their guy in charge the director of authority. We've seen Scott Demore as the director of authority, probably the one that comes to mind the most. All sorts of names as director of authority over the years. At one point, it was. Uh, well, who was the director of authority? Oh, Dusty Rhodes was one of the classic director of authorities. Uh, Vince Russo, a lot of great uh, DOAs over the years. And now uh, Santino Marella is the newest uh, director of authority in Impact. Uh, he had a little assist from, I guess, an assistant uh, DOA, Ernest the Cat Miller. I don't know if that one's uh, going to stick or not. But uh, Impact has certainly been, in my opinion, might be the most consistent product. I know they've had their, their ups and downs over the years. I've been a huge fan of theirs. We've been huge supporters of Impact since, the, since our early days and since Impact uh, TNA first started. We've been a huge uh, supporter of theirs. And it's good to see that the, 
They've got some good wrestlers under contract, consistent storylines, Fight TV and AXS. I know they, they, they're not on the, the most viewed TV stations, but they've got a great weekly product in, in, Impact, in Impact Weekly TV on Thursday nights, and their pay-per-views have been very consistent as well. Four, they're doing four big pay-per-views a year and then some, some smaller shows on their, their Impact streaming service, Impact Plus streaming service. So I, I certainly have been enjoying a lot of the stuff that uh, Impact Wrestling is doing and looking forward to, uh, to seeing where their top champions right now uh, continue for the year 2023. And Josh Alexander, the men's champion, and the legendary Mickey James as the women's knockout champion. Coming up, we're going to be joined by, speaking of legends, we've got the legendary tag team, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabin, and Alex Shelley. They will join us when we come back here on Main Event Radio. This is Main Event Radio. Ryan Ryder here for Main Event Radio with the legendary tag team, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. How are you both doing today? Wonderful, thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. So it's great to see you both uh, recently reuniting in Impact Wrestling. What's it like to be back together? Uh, it's cool. It's like, you know, getting the band back together. Uh, it's kind of like nothing changed, right? So as we stepped in the ring together, the magic was there. And, you know, just reigniting that flame. And we're going to continue to team up and hopefully take over the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Division. Yeah, I think for me, the best part about it was having that sort of congruency with somebody and that sort of bond mentally. And our first tag team match right out of the gate, it was like we hadn't stopped. And I don't think that's something that happens often. Uh, it's probably a generational thing. You see a few teams like that every generation. And I think we're definitely that, right? We're the flagship team for tag team combinations. And it's because we think and move and act alike. It's refreshing, right? You can set your watch to it, consistent. And so how long were you two apart as a, as a team? Well, it, it wasn't that long. I mean, we, we went our separate ways in like 2012. And then we started teaming up together again in Ring of Honor. We were teamed up together there for a couple of years. And then we went our separate ways again. I got injured. Um, Alex went on and did his, his own thing. And, you know, then we got back together just last year. And then we went our separate ways again. But that was just for a year. Then because of COVID, together. right? So, yeah. it, but it doesn't matter. As, go our separate ways we come together you know the magic always seems to be there which yeah it's, cool. it's like riding a bicycle getting the, getting the band back together and now that you are reunited what are some yeah. teams that are that you're that you're looking forward to uh, to facing off against in the ring mm, i think for me the match here that's eluded us since i came back in 2020 gosh COVID made time so strange yeah, you just lose right? track of it. yeah so i think it was in 2020 um was the Good Brothers. That's something that never came to fruition. So for me, that's a team that I wrestled as one half of the time splitters quite a bit when I was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but never as one half of the machine guns. In Impact, and I specify again, in Impact, that's probably the match I want the most. But as far as the match I would like the most, I think a lot of people want to see us wrestle the Young Bucks again. And to me, that would be a nice match, just emotionally and mentally, to have that come full circle because it's a relationship there that's been going on for almost 15 years, too. Yeah, because you guys faced off against the Young Guns earlier in their career. Now that they're so much more established, I'd love to see the... I guess the the rematch between mm -hmm. the Motor City Machine Guns and, and the Young Young Bucks. Right. Young Guns. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of the younger teams must come up to you guys and be like, we were influenced by you. Looking back at some of the, the great matches you had, the, the best of five series with, with Beer Money and uh, Team 3D and all, all, the, all the great battles you had over the years. How does it feel when, uh, when a young team comes up to you and, and asks for advice or, or tell you, tells you guys that they, they looked up to you over the years? In fact, it just happened earlier today. There was two guys introduced us, introduced themselves to us and they said they were big fans of us. and They asked for advice from both of us and uh, Alex actually had some really good advice for them. And what was it? My advice was... The same advice that we actually proved to be tried and true, it was that being different is good. And that's something that I've always believed in. So when we first started teaming, our style of tag team wrestling wasn't something you saw. It just wasn't. We created that, and we borrowed from all these different styles of pro wrestling to do so. But I would encourage younger tag teams nowadays to find that niche on their own, too. And you're not going to succeed by doing more of the same. People don't want to see a second-rate Motor City Machine Guns. They don't want to see a carbon copy of the Young Bucks. They don't want to see that. So you have to do something different. If everybody's looking left, you go right. Therefore, figure it out on your own, but make sure that it's something completely different than what's being presented. Ryan Ryder in conversation with the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. So you're talking about uh, having this resurgence of your of your tag team. It's been a long time together, long career. What do you feel has, has changed the most from from back then to, to today? You're talking about tag team wrestling being completely different, you revolutionizing it. How what other what other changes do you feel have have impacted the business? I think we're just, you know, smarter, more mature, uh, more seasoned. We have a lot more experience and I think that comes into play when we uh, call our matches, you know, we're just better overall. When do you think you'd get that opportunity to uh, to face off uh, two on two against the Young Bucks? Oh, I have no idea. And as far as teams today, tag team wrestling today versus when we first started teaming, honestly, wrestlers are just more athletically gifted. Um, and it's not just wrestlers, it's athletes across the board. You look at people who are setting records now versus 15 years ago, and the athletes are bigger and stronger and faster, whether it's wrestling, football, uh, the NBA, MLB, soccer, it doesn't matter. Wrestlers are just part of that new generation of athlete that uses science, and they're just a little bit better uh, for whatever reason and i think that's something that for us is going to be a good thing because we still have to think differently like Satan said um, and we have to be on top of our game and maybe we're not as fast as they are maybe we're not as agile as they are maybe we never were but we definitely got experience and we've got these ideas and we think differently and that's our main advantage so as far as that goes in terms of presenting that against the box uh, hopefully sometime this year i mean the sooner the better i suppose there you go thank you guys alex shelley chris saban motor city machine guns live in dallas texas thank yeah you. thanks pleasure thank you that was the motor city machine guns legendary tag team chris saban and alex shelley joining us here on main event radio the first of many great interviews to come in our 2023 season. I'm your host, Ryan Ryder. Thank you for tuning in. Another thing I wanted to talk about, a big news story from last year that I didn't have a chance to weigh in on, is Vince McMahon. He had retired from WWE. He had left uh, the company in July 2022 after a Wall Street Journal report alleged that he agreed to pay millions of dollars to four women over decades to cover allegations of infidelity and sexual misconduct. And a result of that report, McMahon had stepped back from his role as chief executive officer of WWE while the board continued its investigation. Uh, Triple H 
Paul Levesque had taken over the company as well as uh, Vince's daughter, Stephanie McMahon. And then earlier this year, a shocker, Vince McMahon returning to WWE. Uh, Stephanie uh, announcing her resignation and Vince is now once again uh, executive chairman of WWE. Uh, Stephanie was a co-chief executive officer and chairwoman. She resigned uh, earlier this year. Uh, Nick Khan is now the company's sole CEO. Uh, Vince McMahon is the WWE majority shareholder with 51% ownership. As of right now, Triple H is still in charge of creative. And since since Triple H has taken over, the the quality of the programming has much gotten much much better. Uh, Vince, uh, uh, he made WWE what it what it is today. He's the greatest promoter ever. But it's it's it was time for him to to step down, at least on the creative side. And because of these allegations, I guess the uh, side of things. But uh, Vince is back now. Uh, he used his attendant voting power to reinstate himself and two former executives, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, to the board. Uh, the main reason he was coming, he, he's back, and his two associates is the intention of overseeing a sale of the WWE. The company makes most of its money these days through TV broadcasting rights for Raw and SmackDown, currently licensed to NBC and Fox. Both of those deals are due in 2024, and live sports uh, television rights are are, are very uh, in demand right now by, by broadcasting services because of the fact that people watch sports live and people are, are forced to watch commercials. So they're, the content for sports, when you look at NFL, football, hockey, uh, basketball, all, all wrestling, all sports are, are very big right now. NBC signed a $1 billion deal to stream WWE content for five years back in 2019. And uh, Vince McMahon, prior to the 2024 negotiations, is looking to sell the company. And as majority owner of uh, WWE, 51% ownership, he would not support any deal or sale of media rights unless he was directly involved as the executive chairman. So he has been uh, brought back into the company now to... Uh, spearhead the sale negotiations some of the uh, names interested in, in buying uh, wwe include comcast the owner of universal fox disney warner brothers which is an interesting one considering that uh, wwe's main competitor aew airs on the warner brother networks of tbs and tnt amazon netflix paramount uh, dwayne johnson's company redbird capital and the sovereign wealth fund of saudi arabia out of these options, I do not want Saudi Arabia to buy WWE. It will, I don't know. I don't want Saudi when getting WWE. I think the there's a few good options in here. It certainly looks like the uh, the era of WWE. First of all, being a public company and being majority owned by the McMahon family, or it's it's a matter of time. Probably sometime in the next few. But by by the end of the 2023 calendar year, WWE will most likely have a new owner. Out of this list, I think Universal is very likely to buy it. Uh, especially the fact that NBC has the the rights for for Raw and also uh, the WWE pay-per-views and the, the backlog content all air on Peacock, which is the streaming service for Universal's NBC. Uh, there's also Fox, which has the rights for SmackDown. They're potentially... Disney Disney would be a... Would be a I, know, I know they're going through some struggles right now, restructuring. Uh, Bob, Bob Iger uh, recently returning uh, to Disney. I don't know. Would would WWE have to become more more family friendly? But then again, Disney is trying out new things with Hulu. Uh, Paramount Plus is a streaming service now. To Netflix has had some partnerships with WWE for for different uh, movie productions and and things like that. Amazon they've got endless money that could be them as well. And then Dwayne Johnson he's already owning the, he already owns the XFL. Could he? Uh, could The Rock potentially be the uh, the next owner of WWE? 
or will it go to the uh, to the Saudis? I really hope that that is not the uh, the case. But it's going to be a, a excited an exciting year uh, for pro wrestling. Main event radio is back. That's that's one thing. And uh, WWE is for sale. We got Brock Lesnar uh, versus Bobby Lashley. We got Sami Zayn versus Ro- versus Roman Reigns Elimination Chamber next week. Like I said, Thursday night, Undertaker's coming to Olympia Theater to do a career retrospective. Friday night, SmackDown, and then Saturday, Elimination Chamber. All three of those taking place right here in Montreal. Stay tuned to our Twitter page for more information. And I'm looking forward to an exciting week of wrestling. And to talk to you guys and talk wrestling, enjoy. And once once you're in, you you're always in. If you're a true wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan for life. And I've I've been involved in this business for for 20 years now, and in, in both in in radio broadcasting and and professional wrestling and it's uh, it's certainly uh, great to be back. I've 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 been involved even even in the last two three years during the pandemic. I've I've still been involved. I just haven't been uh, on uh, on the radio much. But it's 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 great to bring back my uh, my creation, if you will, my baby main event radio, which has been uh, one of the longest running wrestling podcasts. People were saying to us, "Why are you?" doing internet broadcasting. We, we did end up getting on the, the radio airwaves in Montreal as well, the traditional broadcast spectrum on 1690 AM. But uh, originally we were, we were, we were one of the first and we're certainly one of the longest running, if not the longest running uh, professional wrestling podcast in Canada. And yeah, we, we, we were online, we were in, doing internet and streaming and podcasting before it was cool. Now everyone and their brothers got a podcast, but main event radio and myself, we were, we were the originators and, it's good to to come back and and get back on uh, behind the microphone and be able to to talk wrestling and get all the the scoops that we used to get and the news and the rumors and the discussions and and the interviews like we had the Motor City Machine Guns today and a lot more interviews to come. So I appreciate uh, thank you everyone for for listening. Spread the word. Main Event Radio is back and we're going to have a, a great year of of 2023 our 19th year of broadcasting. Have a nice day, the Ryan Ryder way, and the best is yet to come. Let's end things off with a song that we like to play on the show by Kid Rock, Lonely Road of Faith. I've definitely got a lot of faith. We're blessed to have our health, to have shelter, and to be where we are. You really in the pandemic, you see, you see what's most important in life, what what we after what we've been through, health, family. Health and family, I would say, two two most important things in life, and it's good to 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 enjoy and appreciate and to watch professional wrestling. Change.